Miss Madison, tell us. I'm sorry. I, I forgot to. I heard it, so I forgot it. Oh, that's big. That is big. You know, when Pastor Buzz, he lost, uh, he lost one of his sons. Now, I'm not putting him down. I'm just saying. Everybody is susceptible to the powers of, the, of darkness. He went into his room and closed the blinds and turned off the light for three months. He was so grief-stricken. He didn't go to the pulpit. He didn't talk to anybody. You couldn't call him. And I just decided I wasn't going to be that man. I'm not putting him down because he was powerful in my life and, and others. But I just said, it's sooner or later. I'm going to recover sooner or later. Why not just do it sooner? So Eric preached last, I mean, Sunday week. He helped us. Do you all know he helped us that morning? He really did help. He helped me. And it really set things in order. And, and I, I don't know how. I'm just so grateful to him for it. But I just decided to put on the Lord Jesus. Because you can't minister out of your head and, and minister. You'll have information. You'll have, you know... But, you, but you're not going to have the Spirit if you're broken down here and all banged up and grieving and carrying on. So do not mistake any attitude that you think I have as being unconnected to Debbie or to being where I didn't really love her or anything. Do not make that mistake. I am just in faith about the whole thing and doing the time is short. So you may think, well, he had a pretty quick recovery. I wonder if that means anything. It means I choose just like y'all are choosing. Every one of y'all is choosing with me to not let the devil take not one more inch of our lives. And uh, we're, we're ending it. We're ending this thing. And I told somebody that, that wrote me or whatever, they said, uh, uh, they said something about it. I'm so sorry. And um, uh, uh, oh, please help me here, Lord. Uh, well, I forgot what I was going to say. Well, how about John 10.10? 10? I'll get back to that. Amen. John 10.10. 10. I want to talk about the victory. Victory's big on me now, and I'm, I'm, I'm having the victory. Hallelujah. This is our, this is our scripture. This is one that, uh, it's just one of those basic scriptures that you live, you, you live on one side or the other of it. Uh, lots of people I talk to, uh, they talk about how God let them down. God took their this and, and allowed this to happen and everything. They're not living on, the, on the, the right side of this. The thief cometh not. So it really means the thief only comes, is what it means, to steal and to kill and destroy. Jesus said, I am come. And so you could say in that same context, I am only come that folks, that people might have life and that they might have it more abundantly. So he's talking about a different kind of life than just life. He didn't come and just say, well, I've come to, to birth babies all over the world and give them life. They, they come, they're born, and all, you know, the doctor spanks them, and I put life in them. And he's not talking about that life. He's talking about a life that's greater than our life. He's given us true life rather than just breathing life. So um, it's life that dominates life. Life that dominates life. You got to put on a life that dominates life because this life has got some tough stuff in it. We know in John 16, if you just slip there with me and we'll look at this verse again. In verse 33, he said, These things I have spoken unto you that in me ye might have peace. So peace is inside of us, isn't it? 
It's not something in a sunset or it's not something in meditation. Peace is something that's inside of us. And in the world, ye shall, ye shall, strong Greek uh, grammatical uh, sequence here, uh, the word shall, ye shall have tribulation. The word means trouble, it means distress, it means pressure. Ye shall. It's, 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 it's inevitable, it's unavoidable. But then that word but, it's a conjunction that just uh, ties the two together. But be of good cheer. So he's saying be, be in good cheer that in the world you'll have trouble. Lord, that's, that's challenging to, to say this world, I should be happy in this world. He said, well, yeah. It's all around you. You're in the world, but you're not of the world. He said, but be of good cheer because I'm going to, I've delivered you out of this world. I have come that you might have life. I have given you life that dominates life. I have overcome the world. The word overcome there means conquered. I have conquered the world. So you're in the, you've got a dual citizenship if you're born again. You're in this world and you're a citizen of this world because of your body you get to stay. But you're a citizen of that world that has a life that conquers and dominates life. Wouldn't it be a shame to live the lower life? Wouldn't it be a shame to have a, a vacation home in uh, Palm Springs or somewhere, but choose to live down on the bad side of L.A. or something and just say, well, I didn't know. You know we ought to put on the life. And that's what we're endeavoring to do. Um, the message I have for you this morning is that everything should be finished concerning life. We have just gotten many times our faith to work so that we get out of pain or get out of suffering. In other words, alleviate this so we can get it to a bearable stage. But you know the devil and the curse knows when you're just coping, surviving, and he brings it again. Because he doesn't really want to kill you, although he, he certainly does. He just wants you to suffer so much that you are a testimony of being a strong, so-called strong Christian that can't get the victory. Really, the Lord Jesus so came to give us victory and give us life that he's not satisfied and it's inside of you and me to not be satisfied until we dominate every tribulation. What Denise shared right here, what Kathleen shared right here, what... Uh, what uh, Madison shared right here is that we are going to the end of this and we're going to take it out of our life. We're not going to put up with it. Have y'all put up with stuff before just over and over? You know, that's not my dog. I just feed it. Have you ever heard that? Those are not my cats. I just feed them. Oh, yeah, right. Oh, yeah, not my cats. I just feed them. Well, when you have trouble in your life, tribulation, pressure, distress... And you don't dominate it. You don't. You don't evict it. Then they're yours, and so they just back off long enough for you to never get really mad and get really serious. And then they come back around again and aggravate and pester and and uh, and keep us from the victory. And that's not pleasing to God, and that's not good for your faith. Uh, you remember the Vietnam War being such an issue because. Everyone complained that it was a war that we could not win. Afghanistan, we've been there longer than just about anywhere, and we just don't have a strategy, apparently, or before we haven't, to win. We're just, we're just a wall that holds people in a certain position 
but we don't win. Well, Christians have been that way too, where we just tolerate stuff. We don't get serious about sickness until the doctor uses the, the terminal word or the, the disability word or the whatever word. Then we go, okay, DEFCON 4, I'm in. Where's my scriptures? Where's my, you know, get the prayer chain lined up. And it ought to be that when we have a little cough or a, a headache that lasts more than just a few minutes, that we go into some sort of mode that says, I will dominate you. Are y'all hearing me? And so it would be, so you'd go, well, I'd, I'd be busy all the time. No, once you deal, deal with it, you would end it. Pastor Avery's one of my heroes concerning uh, health. He takes no medication. He has no health insurance. He goes to no doctors, ever. But he gets up every day, and he, and he, he sets his day with the Word of God. And he sets the parameters, the borders, the boundaries of his day. I wish I was so disciplined in that area. Instead of being the kind of Christian, I'm not saying I'm that, but so many of us have been, where we just respond to 911. Okay, something got in, something's breached the parameter, and we gotta, we gotta, we gotta send the SWAT team in to take it out. Well, he just, he just covers the area and it never even gets close. Would y'all say that was better? Well, it takes a lot of time. Well, I, I tell you, we spend a lot of time dealing with crisis, with, with tribulation and trouble. And I'm saying we ought to change our ways. We're already almost there. You're already spending time. We ought to just push it out so it can't come in. I'm changing my life. I'm changing. We all ought to be changing. In Genesis chapter 1, if, if you don't turn there, I'll read it to you. But um, it's such a such a beginning scripture, chapter 1, everything in the Bible is being set in the book of Genesis, the, the foundation. How it is in Genesis is how it is, and the closer it is to Genesis 1-1, the more important it is. And here's what God said in verse 28. It says, God blessed them, speaking of his man and woman, and, and God said unto them, okay, I'm going to tell you something that you can do and that you must do. Be fruitful and multiply and replenish the earth, and subdue it, and have dominion over fish of the sea, fowl of the air, and every living thing that moveth upon the earth. So here's a word, verse 28, in chapter 1, that says that we are dominators. We are conquerors. We are aggressive. We take a stand. We are not, we do not subscribe to the Jesus picture that has a lamb in both arms and, or that's, that's, you know, meek and mild and never. The Bible says of the Lord Jesus, he said, I have not come to bring priests, but I have come to divide. And the truth always divides. If you look in Matthew chapter 18, let's just stir ourselves up this morning. You know, when new people come in, and they will, we'll change our posture a little bit. But I'm able to look out there and see everybody that's here. And so I'm not going to tell you all to get saved and get rid of your sin and quit doing bad things and quit lying. I'm, that's not the message you all need. We need to know how to win in life. Yes. We've already decided to follow Him, make Him Lord. But we need, we need to be stirred up constantly. Not, not You know all this but to be renewed in the spirit of our mind concerning our rights and our responsibilities, our duty as a citizen of His kingdom. 
Now, you're going to be a citizen, but you can be a virgin that didn't put oil in her lamp or a virgin that's ready for the master to come back, ready to do business. It says in Matthew chapter 18, verse 18, Verily I say unto you, truly, whatsoever ye shall bind on earth. I looked up that word bind, and it means bind. <laughs> I mean, that's what it means. It, it's like, really? That's, that's the word? Yep, just means bind. Whatever ye shall bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. So what does that say? Well, that means that if a policeman stops you and he's, he's some squeaky little five foot, five and a half guy that steps out of the car and you're, you're, you're Lawrence, you're six foot or whatever, and you're, you're you, you know, and man to man, you can take him. You can take him, this little officer. The only thing is, it's not just him. He's got the whole city behind him. He's got judges and SWAT teams. So it's just the man there that you're seeing. But you don't mess with that man. I can take you out if you try to give me a ticket. You know, I can make your life miserable. I know where you live and I can do this. No, 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 no. It's, it's the whole city. And they're going to lock you up and forget where they put the keys. So what does this sound like? Whatever you bind on earth, the whole city of heaven will back you up. Well, I'm little, and I'm inexperienced, and I'm young in the Lord, and I don't know some things. He said, you got my badge on your chest, I'll back you up. Well, the devil's big, and I'm little, I'll back you up. Are y'all getting this? I'll back you up. So many times we face something that seems so terminal or so devastating or so, so overwhelming to us. It's just so big, and we're so little, and so fresh, and so inexperienced. You know, I've never cast out devils, or I've never seen a devil, some people might say. It really wouldn't matter. Everybody had to see one for the first time. Everybody had to cast out one for the first time, and it worked. That's what makes us go back. And whatever you loose on earth shall, there's that word, shall be loosed in heaven. Uh, powerful, powerful. Now, you really got to bind it. You can't just, you know, throw something out there and say, uh, my Bible says that, that you got to go. You got you to act like you're Jesus. You got to get in there and said, I'm going to tell you one time, and this is the end of it. This is ending right now. This migraine headache, it is ending right now. I'm binding the power behind it in Jesus' name. I'm... I am not, and I'm going to work, I'm not going to just, like parents do, please don't be one of these parents that says, if I have to tell you again, or one more time, don't be one of those parents, say, Johnny, don't do that. And if they do it again, just take them to the back. Make a big commotion. Make, make the company wonder what is, whether they're going to come back alive or not. You know, get... Punch in 9-1 and have your finger on one again because you don't know if the kid's coming back. That's what Eric and Anita do. They make a big deal about it. There's, is there company there? Oh, yeah, Grandma, Grandpa, me, we were there. Andrew got hauled to the back, and I'm telling you, he was afraid. <laughs> he was like, be very afraid. That's what you've got to do with this headache. You've got to take it to the back. You've got to tell it. This ends today, this ends now, 
It doesn't matter if I have to tell the company we will fast and pray beginning right now. We are ending this, whatever it takes. Do you understand what I'm saying? You want to get rid of them? Or you can just brush this under and say, well, I can take six, six pills and go to bed and all that. But you're going to face it again. You're going to face it again. End it. End your money troubles. Well, it's hard to tithe. It's hard not to tithe. It's hard not to have a confidence towards God. It's hard. End it. End it. You got a conflict with some other Christian? The Bible says if they have aught with you, that you go to them and say, let's fix this. End it. We got to end some stuff that just stays on us and it limits us so much. So, um, Every, how would we say, every defensive fight that the devil starts, in other words, he, he messes with you, and you're like, okay, I got this headache or this money issue, he messes with you, he starts with you. It's got to turn out a certain way. You know he will attack. Do y'all know the devil will attack? He starts something, you weren't messing with him. And then there's another kind of, of conflict where you just start something. You just rise up for somebody else. It's not your life. It's not your trouble. It's not your in your little circle. But you, you say, I'm going to pray for you. I'm going to release faith for you. Or I'm going to, you know, uh, do something for you. You start something. So there's the defensive and there's the offensive. Sometimes, you know, we need to just not wait until trouble comes before we get spiritual. We need to look around and say, I think there's a devil around here. I'm going to find one and deal with it. That's what we do with the city of Tuscaloosa. Hey, I'm a taxpayer and I live on my street and I keep all my HOA rules. I should be good. I don't run stop signs and all that sort of stuff. But I'm calling out the devils over this city. For people that, that I don't know personally, but it's, I'm picking a fight with the devil. I'm picking a fight for, for Alabama. Do you know we're one of the most corrupt, historically, states in the Union? Only New Mexico and New Jersey rival us. Maybe Mississippi. You know, we just got long histories of bad behavior. And it's like, but, but now it seems to be good. No. We've, we've had trouble in just about every governor and lieutenant. We just, they've, our last governor, oh my word, oh my word. He blasphemed the name of the church. He embarrassed us. He shamed the holy body of Christ. It was just abominable. Well, didn't affect me, you might say. I take it personally. This is my state. My mother just made a big deal about, uh, you know, well, we need to bury Debbie in Texas. I said, Mother, I am not Texan. I could have I called her a, 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 a casino gambler. I could have called her a runaround Sue, and she wouldn't have been more offended than her son is not Texan. Mother, I am Alabama. Debbie is Alabama. We are not so I waited a while, and she finally recovered a little enough to gasp out, of, you know, like, well, are you sure? We can get you some spots for $200 a piece. 
We just have to hoe the tumbleweeds and everything back. <laughs> you ought to see it. It's, well, I'm not making fun of that, but, you know, I'm just in, I said, no, mother, we're, we're good. So you get territorial things and you, you just go, but that's not bothering me. It bothers me. So there's, there's the fight the devil picks, back to that point. He picks a fight. He's picking a fight with Elsie and Denise. Because they're, they're, not, they're not campaigning and this, that, and the other. He's, they're, just, they're, at, they're walking out of Christian life. They picked a fight with Lawrence and Kathleen. You know, they're great people, but they're not picketing around an abortion clinic or, you know, or, or uh, walking down the satanic temple or whatever. And here he comes. He picks a fight. And we rise up to that fight because we have to defend what's ours. We have to live and not die. But what about the one that's not bothering you, like the devils over our city and our state? It's like, let's not bother them. Let's not rock the boat. I say, let's rock the boat. I say, let's take authority over our city. Well, is that hard? Not if you know who you are. So the key, the strategy to taking over our city is to first find out who we are. You better get established because there will be pushback. You will enter into trouble, and you better know who you are. Before we moved to Alabama, I know this is an old story, but uh, uh, we had to pray it for a year because if things don't go well when you move to Alabama, you don't want to say, I wonder if we miss God. You've given up your church. You've moved out of your house. You've, you've, you've loaded all your stuff on a U-Haul, and you're in a town and a city and a state that you, you don't have any means. Everything's comfy where I was. Now, let me tell you, it was comfortable. Let the record show, we, we were having no trouble in West Texas. And we've had some challenges here. <laughs> but this is, this is who we are. This is who we are. This is what who we are does. This is what we do. We pick fights with unrighteousness. It's who we are. The, the policeman that goes home and, honey, and his wife says, well, you know, honey, how, how was your day? It was a great day. I just didn't, I let them speed. I let them pickpocket. I, I, just, I didn't mess with anybody. Had a great day. Well, honey, is that, is that who you are? I, I, I'm a peaceable man. I don't want any conflict. You're going to get fired. You've been hired to, to keep stuff from getting... We've been hired to keep the peace and to keep the devil at bay and to make it where other people can get born again, can get filled with the Holy Ghost, get healed and delivered. We are sent to secure the hill, to secure our position. You're not going to be happy unless you do. I guarantee you that policeman that goes home and just looks the other way all day, He's not happy. And you and I are not happy just being passive little Christians, which you're not, but I'm just saying. Churches are full of bored Christians that are just trying to make it to the end. And then when cancer and trouble comes, they have no answer. So they say, well, God must have allowed it to do this and have that. And it's just a lie, and you're empty inside when you live a lie. The only time you feel you and I feel good is when we are living in truth. So we're going to live in truth. I, 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 it's wonderful. First John, um, no, let's not go there. Well, I changed my notes this morning, 
and I think I put the new one in the trash. <laughs> What's this? What's this? I don't know that. Hallelujah. My my message to you is is to stay in the fight till we win. Instead of just saying I've got it backed off until we can tolerate it, I think we can handle this at this level. Let's stay in the fight till we win. I think we should shut down some of these fights by shutting down the fight that we're in. End it. I am ending some fights that I've been fighting a long time. I'm on a couple, three meds that I take for the doctor says, you need this for your heart and you need this for cholesterol. And I've been on them for years. It's just never been a convenient time to just say, I'm going to go into full, full mode. To, I'm going to just stop my life and get, get off of stuff. I'm not telling you what to do, of course. I'm just giving you an, an example of something that, I, that just wears on and just stays the same. Let's go to James chapter 4 and then we'll, we'll, uh, we'll end there, possibly. James chapter 4, we looked at this last week. I want to look at it one more time. Oh, don't you love the book of James and Hebrews and Romans? Oh, get the book of Acts out. Oh, it's just the Bible is just wonderful. James chapter 4 verse 7 says, here's how you do it. Now, I say get rid of headaches. I say get rid of uh, recurring debt. Uh, I say get rid of, of uh, people that you can't get along with and reconcile and come to peace with it. Here's how you do it. Submit yourselves, therefore, to God. That's it right there. You can't take on the ways of the devil and fight and win against the devil. And I'm not saying we're devils. I'm just saying when we're rebels and we won't pray... We're rebellious. I'm rebellious when I just say, I'm tired. I don't want to pray. And the Lord said, we need to pray right now. You need to take care of this. Lord, this is not a good time. Right there, you know, I'm a rebel. Do you all hear what I'm saying? Well, I'm really busy today. I really don't have time for the Word. I, you know, I'll catch it this evening. Well, you know what that looks like, don't you? <laughs> that real busy day you had, it makes you have a don't want to do anything in the evening. This is all just part of life. This, this, we're, not, we're not talking about anybody or anything. We're just saying this is what everybody goes through, everybody. David Hogan reads 50 chapters or listens to 50 chapters minimum every day. Devils are afraid of David Hogan, I can tell you. You go, well, is he a, is he a master at, at uh, deliverance? Nope, he just gets full of God. And when devils show up, he dispatches them. You ought to listen to some of his stories. He's amazing. But you go, what's the secret? Fifty chapters. That's all he does. He goes and works out, eats a good lunch, and he listens to 50. The other day he got in 140 chapters. I don't know. It must have been short chapters because that's a long day. But he just fills himself. So it's just what you and I want. What do you want out of life? You want to just drink in life? There's a life for you. You can be a Christian and you can live that life. Amen. If you want more, you got to put more Him in. You can't have more without putting more Him in. Is that right? Does that sound right? You can't have more of, of that life, that power life, that healing life. I'm going to lay hands on you, and when I do, you are going to be changed. That comes from something else. We all know what the Olympians do. They work out for four years. 
ruthlessly, mercilessly for that three-minute run around the track. Is it worth it? It is to them. Well, I don't want to run around the track for, for four years so I can run around the track one time. But I do want to cast out devils and I do want to heal the sick and I do want to get people filled with the Holy Ghost. I do want to know how the wisdom of God works for other people and for my own life. And to do that, I have to put more of this in. Are you all hearing me? It's not a thing where God says, you know, we're having a little checkup here and if you want to check off that you read the Bible. No, it's just a matter of putting life in. These things like Lawrence and, and LC and, and everybody that's had a trouble, I've had trouble. It's not a matter of it being a disease. It's a matter, you know, and like we need to get the we need to get the cancer word out, or we need to get the, the the migraine word out. No, we just need to get the word out. When you get filled with life, just the life of God, then you can minister to the trouble of the devil. Well, I need specific scriptures. We've had great success using that and doing that. But it's just because we focused the life that's in us towards that. But generally, if you just listen to 50 chapters every day, you'll have life in no matter what shows up. You'll be ready. And so that's what we all got to do. Well, it'll be good for you. It'll be good for River Church, but it'll be so good for you. Tell me it's not a lot of trouble to go into the hospital. It's a lot of trouble to go into the hospital. It is a, it's a drainer. Uh, our first bill for six days was $47,000. Now, Blue Cross got most of it, and you know, so it's no big deal to me. But what if you didn't have that? Uh, little Carter was in uh, Children's. He had a lot of trouble getting in. He had a cardiac thing, and he was too old for Children's, and he was too old for, or too young for regular. And, and his daddy told me yesterday or Friday, he said, you know, our part was $2,500. It's just a lot of trouble to be sick. It's just, and, and, and then if you play it out wrong, it, it'll take your life. 1 Corinthians fifteen fifty seven says, Thanks be to God, who always, which giveth us the victory. Thanks be to God, which giveth us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Thanks be to God. I think we ought to be giving thanks unto God, who gives us the victory. It's, it's not that you escaped the trouble, it's that you dominated the trouble. And my message to you this morning, church, is my message to me, is no more toleration, no more putting up. Thanks be to God which giveth me the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. We're going to get the victory. Not a truce, not a compromise, not a standoff. We're going to get the victory. I tell you, Lawrence Nodine, the victory is ours in Jesus' name. We're through with this mess. We're ending it today in Jesus' name. We're ending this thing that's been sent against all of us. Do y'all take it personally? When, when our, our member, our family, our... I take it personally. It's like you'd take it personally if it was your son or your brother. Well, this is our brother. This is our sister. 2 Corinthians 2.14 says, Now thanks be unto God, which always causes us to triumph. Always. I like that. You know it would have been just as strong for him to say, which causes us to triumph. Why did he put the always in there? For every religious mind that would say, but there's an exception. 
there's sometimes he gives us a triumph through suffering, through waiting, through making us patient. No, he always. So, so when people say God allowed it, they're lying. He didn't allow anything. I allowed it. Whatever you bind on earth is bound and whatever you loose on earth is loosed. I allowed it. If it's there, I allowed it because I wasn't ready for it or I wasn't in an atmosphere that people could help me get through it. It's me. He's faithful. He's faithful. So we, we are going to, uh, uh, you know, those high lines. There are 144 billion volts and watts and amps and all that stuff. Then they, you know, if you touch one, you've touched lightning. You've, you're gone. You're dead. We've got to touch one of those in God and somehow graft us into the power. It doesn't take all of us, but I'll tell you, if we were all over town and everybody we laid hands on had a recovery, the news would be out by the weekend. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's just, let's just put our little toe in the cold water and say, I can't get all the way in, but I could get one little foot in. I could get up to my ankle. And let's just ease out there and see if the Lord wouldn't heal the sick and cast out devils. And just don't wait until you're spiritual. Just do it now because you're spiritual. Thanks be to God who always causes us to triumph. I want to talk to you just, we're leaving right now, about a faith swagger. Do y'all know what a swagger is? Y'all seen anybody with a swagger, an attitude? Sure. A faith swagger is very humble. Glory to God, Jesus is Lord. I'm in Him and He's in me. But it also has a swagger that says, anybody, any devil, any curse, any trouble that comes in my path, I am dealing with it, and I am dominating it, and I am ending it. It's a faith swagger. It's very humble, very quiet, not boisterous. We don't have to be big mouth to, to know who we are and have power. But if it engages us, it becomes my responsibility. I'm taking it out. Now, Barry and Liz, Melissa's been in a battle. Uh, all of us have been in a battle. Joy and Pam have been in a battle. I, I don't know what y'all's battles have been, but I know it... It's everywhere. We're going to start winning at them. If you have to call me and I have to call somebody or you call somebody and say, I need you to agree with me because two is better than one. One puts a thousand, two puts 10,000. So that means the second man, the second woman is nine times more powerful than the first one. By yourself, you're 1,000. But if you get somebody in, they somehow, I don't know how, become a 9,000-fold increase. I want somebody to call me. I want to be that powerful. That if I hook up with Joey, I hook up with Annette, I hook up with Melissa, then I'm all of a sudden, I'm the 9,000 factor. Wow. See, so didn't even know about LC. But now, we're on it. She's not alone anymore. I don't know who else she's hooked up to, but, you know, if she was alone. Not alone anymore. Father, we thank you right now. The truth that we know is setting us free. Lord, I pray right now for utterance from heaven to keep coming in. Let us meditate your word, your truth. I pray, Lord, for a greater hunger across this people. 
Lord, we despise not small beginnings. And Lord, we, we, we know that greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. We know that, Lord, that prophet that showed his servant the, the host that was over the hillside that was so much greater than what they were facing. It changed that servant, Lord, as soon as he saw the truth in the scenes, the unseen realm. Lord, we know you're helping us. We know there's angels encamped around us. We know, Lord, you've sent your word into this city. You've prayed. You've caused people to pray for our city. Now, Lord, we engage the enemy of our soul, of our city, of our family, of the kingdom. And, Lord, I thank you. You always cause us to triumph. And we give you praise for it. So would you stand up with me and just lift your hands with me? And we're going, to be, we're going to thanks be unto God who always causes. Whatever your battle is right now, right now put it in the V column. From the fight column to the V, the victory. Lord, thank you for the victory right now. The victory in our money, the victory in our bodies, the victory in our jobs, the victory in our families, Lord. We put the word of God over our trouble and we win. Thank you. I call it done in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Woohoo! Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. He always causes us to triumph. Breakthrough for the Smiths today in Jesus' name. What, is, what do you say? Who, who else says? Anybody have a word to say? A victory word? I say I'm coming out of everything that's pulled me down, and today is my victory. I declare August 27th a victory for Michael Billings. I am stepping out of everything that held me back, and I am putting on the Lord Jesus. Jesus' name. Who else? Well, amen. Cool. I, do, I agree with that. Amen. In Jesus' name. Yes, Jacob. Yes. Every battle coming to one end. Praise God. <laughs> Woo-hoo. You know what the book of Job says? Thou shalt decree a thing, and it shall be established unto you, and the light shall shine upon your ways. Decree a thing with this church. Anybody else? Decree a thing. Oh, I like that. All is well. Not scared? Not afraid? Praise God. Amen. Amen. The catches are always triumphing. Praise God. Oh, my. Praise God. We agree. Praise God. Strong in the Lord. Returning to those days of, of, uh, of, uh, of, uh, of that life that flowed out of the no-dines and then going past them. A setback is not a shutdown. All right. Anybody? We're done. Amen. Well, I bless this people, Lord, because you've blessed them. And we agree today that we are transformed by the renewing of our mind this day. And we've been stirred up to go stir up. We've been blessed to be a blessing. And that's exactly what we'll do and what we'll have in Jesus' name. Amen.